Retirement is like 20 to 30 years of unemployment. So how in the world do you transition from your work life to your retired life so you can retire and stay that way? Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. Welcome back to another episode of the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. We are broadcasting coast to coast live right from the Group 10 Financial Studios. This is Nick Royer and joined as I am each week, I'm joined right across the table by my father, Jerry Royer. Hey, Nick. Glad to be with you again for our 64 podcast. Can 64, you believe that? You know, I wonder how long. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It, this was a, I remember when we did our very first podcast. We did it before podcasting was actually the norm. <laughs> I don't I think they even called them that. I, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, it just started taking form. And now the iPhones, when you buy an iPhone, it actually has podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, a button app. on there is an yeah. app. It's automatically downloaded on it. So I think that helped too, right? But yes, we're at number 64 right now. And um, as we were kind of talking about uh, what you know what to go over on this show today, it kind of reminded me of a client uh, that I was talking to who mentioned how they were transitioning from their work life to their retired life. Now, they mentioned how they had a few things that they did really as soon as they retired. One included redoing the bathroom. They had that nasty green and yellow tile from the 60s. <laughs> 60s do you remember yeah. that? I do remember that. Green and yellow tile, yeah. Okay, so yeah. so when I moved into my very first house, I may have mentioned this on another that podcast. That went with the old copper tone refrigerators, remember? Oh, gosh. Do you remember those? I think I've seen pictures. I've never actually seen one in person. Every year they changed. It was <laughs> copper tone and almond oh, and God. harvest green or gold or something. God knows. So... I had in my house, I had a, uh, the very first house I ever bought with Kim when we first got married is we had green and yellow tile and the sink was green. Now to boot, it had, it had a, a nasty old linoleum floor. Mm-hmm. So we started, so number one, the, the tile was, was put on incredibly bad because as soon as the guy got in there to start taking the tile off. He had to take the, all the walls down because it embedded itself into the walls. So I still remember him using his little um, chisel or whatever to get the tiles out. Mm. And the chisel went right through the wall and down. <laughs> He's like, uh, this isn't going to work. I won't be able to chisel this off. And then the flooring, there were three levels of floor. Three. They, they just kept putting tile upon tile one, upon yeah. tile. Yeah. So it, it occurred to me that... The original tile on this house was this nasty fire engine red. So so that meant that when this thing was built, they had fire engine red tile on the bottom and then green or fire engine red linoleum. And what did they call it? They had around around the doors. What was it called? A bull nose or something? Yeah, bull nose. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even have uh, proper things around the door framing. It's just called a bull nose. Anyway. That's neither <laughs> – that was awful. You're I dating yourself. I am. But, I mean, he, so going back to what I was saying is I, I was talking to this client who said, you know, as soon as they retired, they redid their bathroom because they had the same nasty green and yellow tile. Then they traveled the, the, to the Midwest to visit family all across the Midwest that they hadn't seen in years. And then they planned to cruise to Alaska. Mm-hmm. And this is all immediately when they retired. So – Folks, the, the the term that comes to my mind when I when I heard that story is the word transition, because when you go from your working years into your retirement years, it's different. 
and it can cost you money. And you have more time available now to do things, and you want to fill those things with meaningful items to do. And you have to figure out how to transition. So a pro tip here is it is to remember it requires a change in your in, in how you live life. Mm-hmm. It requires a change. Yeah, during when you're working, you know, you're accumulating. You're in the accumulation uh, phase of your life. And when you get to retirement, like uh, Nick uh, in the opening comments, you've got 20 to 30 years of unemployment. And now you're in that uh situation where you got to protect what you have so that the dollars you've accumulated through those years when you worked will last you throughout your retirement. But how many people actually look at retirement as 20 to 30 years of unemployment? They don't. They don't realize that they want to work for a company and they say, gee, I worked for them for 30 years. Do you realize you're going to work for yourself for 30 years when you retire and you get into that de-accumulation phase of your life? You've got to protect what you've worked so hard for, not to lose it in one failed swoop. So a pro tip is it requires a change in your investment philosophy. You need to de-risk. Uh, you, you're going from a point where you're moving from building and growing uh, your wealth to really preserving what you have. Now, it reminds me of Mount Everest. And uh, if you were to climb Mount Everest, uh, the most people know this statistic. But if you don't, it's an interesting statistic to know, is that most people don't die on the way up Mount Everest. They die on the way back down. Mm-hmm. And so just like in retirement, most people don't run out of money during retirement when they're climbing up the retirement mountain. They run out of money during retirement when they're trying to take whatever they have and they're trying to climb down that mountain on the other side. So a pro tip here is you need an asset protection plan. An asset protection plan is something that preserves, it protects your money so that you can actually have your money last as long as you do. Now, what that means is you have some of your money protected. Uh, There's different investments that can cause that. And that can help do that. But you're taking, uh, you're, you're blending. You're not just saying, I'm going to have all my money in the S&P 500. Because heaven forbid you do something like that, and then you're pulling money out to live off of, and then the market goes down. And it's like that double whammy effect. You're spending money, and then you're losing money simultaneously. So you need an asset protection plan to help protect some of your money so that while you're drawing money out, the market isn't taking a whole chunk of it down with it when it goes down too. Yeah, well, you know, here's a question for you, Nick. What advice do you generally give when it comes to withdrawing money from retirement accounts, especially if there are concerns about this market drop? So I I think that goes back to that asset protection plan. Number one, you have to have an asset protection plan to protect from a market decline. The second thing, we talk about this in our classes that we teach at the at the universities or at the colleges, uh, is is to cut the volatility in your portfolio. The rule is you need to eliminate the chance that a catastrophic large loss will wipe you out. And the only way to do that is to change how you're invested, uh, to change the volatility in your money and to lower the volatility. And what's cool is you can actually measure the volatility that you have in your portfolio. Mm-hmm. You can look at a portfolio and you can determine how risky it is. And all Look you at your to- current holdings, what you have, put it into the computer system, and it'll tell you through every scenario, what, over 10,000 different scenarios, what, how much money you have and in what you have it currently invested, how much risk you're exposed to. And how, what are the probabilities that that money will last as long as you do? 
So it's all those types of things. And what we found is the less volatility that you actually have, the more chance you have of your money lasting as long as you do for most, for most people. Now, that is so counterintuitive to people. Most people think, I've got to take on more risk, and when I take on my, more risk, my money will last as long as I do. But there has been uh, Wade Fowle, who is a, a noted financial uh, brain, uh, and other people have come out with articles on this and reports and, and analysis saying that actually a portfolio that has less volatility has a better chance of success. So, And then another thing, too, is you've got to create a private pension plan. And the reason being is when you don't have enough money coming in from your investments, again, retirement is 20 to 30 years of unemployment. So when you don't have enough money coming in from your investments, you need to create a private pension plan. Now, why would you need to create a private pension plan? To make up for any shortfall you have so you can pay your bills when they come in each month. Well, but why not just take it out of the stock market? I'll just put it all in the S&P well, 500 about, and I'll just uh, take withdrawals. You know, I'll just, just do it like, that way. Why don't I just do it that way? Just look uh, if the market was down – 10%, and you had to go in and pull out 4%. No, that 4% now is 14% because you're pulling it out when the market's going down, and those are things you have to plan for. Well, you're being ge- generous with that minus 10%. <laughs> what is the reality of it? Actually, we talked about this on the last podcast. I still have the notes here sitting in front of me. Uh, in 2011, actually, let's let's go like the last year. Last year... The S&P 500 at one point was down 19.8%. It went down twice in 18. Yeah, right? in 18. It, it went down minus 10, it recovered, and then it went down minus 19. Okay, so let's just say that you needed to take out 5%, and it just went down 20%. So you're taking out 24%. 24 to 25%. Mm-hmm. A quarter of your wealth yeah. is gone. Because the account goes down. And, and look at it this way, folks. Let's say you got a buck. And that, and that buck, you're taking out five cents, all right? But let's say, for example, you now have 80 cents because the market went down 20, right? Now, if you go in, what Nick's pointing out, and you take out that 5% that you need to pay your bills, now what happens? You've lost 25% of your, of your dollar. You now have 75 cents. But, but, but hold on. The market's come back. Yeah, Lincoln came back too as a pen. <laughs> you know, all right. <laughs> yeah, it'll come back. Your patented is going phrase to come that back? is you're going to that's going to be patented that phrase. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, so if the market, but let's just say the markets do come back. Here's the thing, though: if the even if the markets come back, you pulled out five percent, so there's not the money in there to recoup because you're pulling money out. You're continually pulling out, and it takes a long time to recover at that. Uh, yeah, that so that's, that's the issue here is if you didn't need the money for retirement and you could leave it in there, yeah, maybe if it goes down 20% and it gains 25%, you're back to even. But not if you're pulling money out at the same time because then there's not enough money back in that pot to recoup what you've lost. Um, here's another thing you know, that, that comes to my mind is if a bear market should happen, let's say, how can we really help ensure and how can somebody help ensure that their retirement – will weather the effects of a, of a bear market. How do they know? you got to have your money diversified in a market, uh, you know, risk bucket and a no market risk bucket. So basically you can't have things. it all in a risk bucket and hope, you know, that it's going to fix itself. Kind of reminds me of um, I, I take the kids to a hotel and, and now uh, I remember back in the day the, the hotels would have one hot tub. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember one. And if the kids were in there, it was a mess because then you had kids in there with adults at the same time. And, you know, <laughs> kids go splash, splash, splash. They go all over the place. Well, I just went to a hotel the other day, and what was really cool is they had two hot tubs, one for kids and one for adults. <laughs> How sweet. Right next to each other, too. So the kids could splash themselves over in their hot tub and make a mess <laughs> and destroy it and everything else. And the adults could be over on theirs. And, hey, it's a lot more calmer. Now, the noise was still loud. But I had my own hot tubs. Well, so that's what you're talking about here is basically having two pots, a, 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 almost like two choices. So just like I have a choice, do I want to sit in the kid hot tub or the adult hot tub? It's like almost here we have the market risk bucket where I can put money that is going to be real uh, busy, 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 kind of like that kid hot tub, you know, very volatile. And then I've got my money that's in the note risk bucket, which is like the adult pool. Okay, (laughs) calm, quiet, serene. Okay, so you kind of have these two pots that you can use in retirement. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is what one when one pot is under pressure, you can give it a rest and take money from the other pot to give you the income that you absolutely need. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's having that diversification. But if you have everything in one pot. That's all, say, S, you know, S&P 500 or, or tied to the stock market, then a market downturn affects all of your money. It's nice to have some money that isn't affected from the market and some money that is affected from the market. Because you, you definitely, I mean, for most Americans, they still need to take on some risk to get some better returns. But here's another question. How do you figure out how much income you'll need in a retirement that could last 30 to 40 years. First thing comes to mind is create a budget so you know where your money is going and more importantly have an income statement to know how much money's coming in to apply, you know to be applied to take care of that budget and the needs that have to be addressed. So you take all your assets into consideration and you build a retirement income plan to pay for that budget. Here you go. Okay, so budget number 1, number 2, take into account all of your assets turn it into an income stream to help fill the gap if there is one. And the third thing that is really uh, sometimes often overlooked and forgotten is you got to have an income that increases over time, especially if you're planning that you're going to probably live 30, 40 years. I had a a, a couple in yesterday, and uh, the gentleman's 92. He's planning on taking a a cruise, and they're going to go all the way around the planet. They're going to start here in Florida, going to go all the way down through the Panama Canal, all the way up into Alaska, and then back, okay? So what he's basically done is he's planned this out, but he's got increasing income. So how many people at 92 do think, oh, gee, I'm not going to make it to 70? Right here's a fellow ninety two and he's planning a huge wonderful trip. But I'm sure that that you know, cruise is the same price now as it was twenty years ago oh, when I'm he first sure. retired. Yeah, yeah. But isn't it amazing <laughs> that because of proper planning, he's able to do that and enjoy doing it at ninety two years of age? Because people do live thirty, forty years into retirement. And another thing too, a fourth step here is you got to account for increases in healthcare costs. So. How do you how do you figure out how much income you're going to need? You got to create a budget so you know your baseline. You got to make sure that that income increases over time. And the third thing is don't discount the effects of healthcare costs. You know, Medicare, long-term care, all that stuff. Yeah, be it, become a doctor so that you can increase it because every time you <laughs> you need more money, you just raise your doctor <laughs> yeah, right. does it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. The, so um, now 
there are some options. When, when we talk about generating income, you said step one, create a budget, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then the second step is if there is a gap in your Social Security and your pension, is, if you're getting one, is not cutting it, how do you fill that gap for, uh, between your budget? And so you just have to determine. Uh, imagine that there's a fork in the road, okay? You just have to determine, number one, if you want to go down the fork that says, I want what-if income. Or you want to go down the other side of the road, that is, I want a protected income. I think a lot of folks that are listening uh, to this podcast, are they want the protected income that they can, uh, you know, they can't worry about or don't have to worry about. But a lot of them have that what-if income if they're still 100% linked to that market. We, a what-if income can be synonymous with variable income. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are things that are going to be coming from brokerage accounts, stock dividends, 401ks, mutual fund dividends. That income is what-if income. right? For better or for worse, that is the reality of it is what-if income. There's not, it's not guaranteed income. And then you have, uh, you know, uh, when, when you were saying people want protected income, I think people want protected income because they remember what it was like for their parents when they retired with pensions. And they know that their parents had Social Security, a nice pension check, and it paid for everything. They didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah, and the money that they had accumulated on the side was just there as a protection, as an emergency fund. Or to pass fund. it on as, a, yeah. as an inheritance. You know, just think about variable. How would you like, how would you feel if you were drawing Social Security and this month you got 2000 bucks, and next month you got a check for 1500 I think I just heard crickets. Yeah. Just think about that, because that could literally happen if the market makes a correction. Thank God that Social Security doesn't go backwards. At least where we are at at the current time, you got dependable income. That's deep. That's just like Social having Security your is own, a dependable income. Your, your pension annuities would come to mind. An annuity is again something that is uh, safe, sound, and secure to generate an income stream. It's not going to blow your skirt up and, and go out and say, "Gee, my uh, my stock went up thirty percent," but it's not going to go down thirty percent either. It's deep, you know, as long as it's not a variable annuity. Yeah. Okay. I, so let's let's clear that one up too, because variable annuities are just as and the variable annuity has really funds. tarnished the name of annuities because people sit and say, "Oh my gosh, I put my money in there and it went down twenty percent." That was a variable annuity. But generally, it? you can use hybrid annuities, <clears throat> fixed annuities, index annuities. These are types of Heck, things. Heck, they even have annuities that will now pay for long-term care or provide benefits if you can't perform a couple of the six activities of daily living. So there's neat things out there. People just are not uh, being awakened to that. And they're not fit for everybody. Not everybody should, you know, it does, it's not uh, fit for every category. But for somebody who wants a dependable guaranteed income it's guaranteed by an institution not an individual yeah um you know there's a lot of people going around there saying hey i'm great at the stock market um you know and i'll make sure you don't lose any money well that that's uh, that doesn't work in the stock market world and i'm pretty sure that wouldn't fly if if uh if the regulators were actually looking at your your uh your advertising and how you're actually talking about your business so um and then you have predictable incomes now i want to Say that we talked about variable incomes, guaranteed type incomes. Predictable incomes are going to be incomes from bonds, real estate investment trusts, maybe unit investment trusts. We call them predictable because they're not guaranteed. Okay, I mean, obviously, any of these things like a bond coupon. Well, I'm getting a five percent bond. Well, 
a lot of people did with General Motors too. Mm-hmm. And General Motors went bankrupt Until and they, they lost yeah. all of their everything they saved. The bond income went away. They lost their investment. And so it's predictable in that it should be predictable, but again, so long as that company stays in business. So it's not a guaranteed income. So you just have to decide. There's this fork in the road. Which way do you go? Do you want a what-if income, a protected income, a predictable income? Which one is it? And then create a plan that hits that mark. And I think a, a good plan would be a combination of a little of each, not just all in one or the other, but having money that is predictable. But you also need something that is perhaps a little bit variable to keep up with inflation and taxes. The big question that most people have when planning for retirement is how do we take that 401k or that IRA and turn it into an income to help pay for my retirement expenses? How do I make sure that if the market has a big decline or a big crash, that I won't get hurt like a lot of families did back in 08 when the market really tanked big. Well, we're now living in a time when retirees need to use those 401ks, 403bs, and IRAs more than any other generation. The threat of running out of money during retirement is a very real one for a lot of Americans. In the past, it wasn't a big deal. Now it is. So the threat of a market crash wiping out years of savings is a big threat now as, you know, is, is, is a big threat now as well. So we've put together a retirement toolkit that has a collection of our best strategies that we use with our clients to help position them for a more dependable and reliable retirement. So to receive a free copy of our On the Money Retirement Toolkit, which includes a copy of our new book, Diffuse, The Seven Steps to Saving Your 401k from the IRS, along with about four to five of our best reports, checklists, and white papers, all you have to do is text the word RETIRE to 31996. That's retire, R-E-T-I-R-E, to 31996. Or you can actually go to our website, and you can request it right on the main page, and that's www.group10financial.com. That's group10financial.com. And toolkits free. We'll ship it to your door free of charge. It's a big box of uh, retirement tools that you can use to help you through retirement. So any last-minute thoughts there? No, I think we covered a lot today, and uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the the comments. All we want to do is not scare you. We just want you to be aware so that you can be protected. And thanks, as always, for tuning in. We're going to be back again here this time next week for another podcast. You can also go to our podcast page, which is onthemoneyshow.com, for other podcasts, free downloads, a whole bunch of information. And then spread the word and share these podcasts with your friends and family, too. And as always, I want to thank you once more for your time this time. Until next time, so long, everyone. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.